0: Welcome to another exciting episode of The Decline and Fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the great misty beyond. Today we have a fascinating subject to discuss. We're going to be talking about the doctor shortage in the United States and how the federal government created the doctor shortage. It's a sad situation that our corrupt political parties, which run our corrupt federal government, have decided to make money, and I'll explain how, by limiting the number of doctors in the United States, which has created a big problem for everyone in the country, including you and I. We'll talk about how doctors' salaries have skyrocketed and how patients can no longer get in to see a doctor because there aren't enough of them. Well, what is creating this shortage? In short... To become a doctor, you have to do four years of undergraduate education, then you have to do four years of medical school, and after that, you have to do three to seven years of residency, but the residencies are paid for by the federal government. Federal government hasn't increased the number of residency slots in years, and as a result, students are going through four years of undergraduate, they are going through four years of medical school, and they cannot get a slot in a residency program the result of which is they are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. The students are, they've completed medical school, but because they cannot find a residency program because the federal government has limited the number of residency programs, there are tens of thousands of students who have graduated from medical school who cannot practice medicine in the United States. Let me repeat this. These are Americans who have finished medical school, There are tens of thousands of them, and they cannot find a residency slot anywhere in the country because the federal government has limited the numbers of residency slots. So after medical school, they are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, which they use to pay for medical school. But because they cannot find a slot in a residency program, they cannot practice medicine, and then you and I cannot get to see a doctor. This is the tragedy of our system. Now, why would they do this? Well... Because the American Medical Association wants to keep the number of doctors limited, so salaries go high, so they bribe the Congress. They bribe the Congress and the President in the form of campaign contributions. So they give them money to the politicians, the American Medical Association, existing doctors, to drive their own salaries higher by limiting the number of doctors. It's supply and demand. And this greed is not only hurting these tens of thousands of doctors, but it's bankrupting our medical system. So that's what's going on. And you may say, well, I've never heard of this. Nobody's discussing it, right? I don't see this in the media. I never hear anyone talking about it. My goodness, is this why my medical bills are so outrageous? Yes, it is. And here's an article from the New York Times that explains it. It Start, and this article was written in 2023 this year. So here goes, quote, from the New York Times, quote, I am worth it why thousands of doctors in America cannot get a job. Medical schools are producing more graduates, but residency programs haven't kept up, leaving thousands of young doctors chronically unmatched and deep in debt. Dr. Christy Cromblin knew that as the descendant of Alabama sharecroppers and the first person in her family, To go to college, making it to medical school might seem like an improbable dream. Her parents watched in proud disbelief as she inched closer to that goal. Enrolling in a medical school in Barbados, enlisting in the military with plans to serve one day as a flight surgeon. But then came an unexpected hurdle. A contentious divorce led Dr. Cromblin to take seven years away from the medical school to care for her two sons. In 2012, she returned for her final year, excited to complete her exams and apply for residency, the final step in her training. But no one had told Dr. Cromblin that the hospital residency programs, which have been flooded with a rising number of applicants in recent years, sometimes use the Electronic Residency Application Service software program to filter out various applications, whether they're from students with low test scores or from international medical students. And Dr. Cromblin had passed all her exams. She had earned her MD, but then she was rejected from 75 programs. Quote, in the following years, as she kept applying, she learned that the programs filter out applicants who graduated from medical school more than three years earlier. So her rejection pile kept growing. She's now on unemployment with $250,000 in student loans. Quote, there are times when you question your worth, Dr. Cromlin, age 43, said. You wonder if you're useless. I've always encouraged myself over and over. I'm worth it. I'm useful. I'm damn good. Dr. Cromlin is one of as many as 10,000 chronically unmatched doctors in the United States, people who have graduated from medical school but are consistently rejected from residency programs. The National Resident Matching Program promotes its high match rate with 94% of American medical students matching into residency programs last year on Match Day, which occurs annually on the third Friday in March. But the match rate for Americans who study at medical schools abroad is far lower with just 61% matching into residency spots. Last year, the Association of American Medical Colleges released a study and found that the country is going to face a shortage of 54,000 to 139,000 physicians by 2033, a prospect made all the more alarming as hospitals confront the possibility of fighting future crises similar to the COVID epidemic. Yet each year, thousands of graduates emerge from medical schools with a virtually useless MD or DO. Without residency experience, they do not qualify for licensure in any state. Residency doctors say... That although they are committed to diversity and consider many factors beyond test scores, they sometimes use filters and sifting the applications because they receive thousands of applications for just a handful of spots. Quote, nobody has the time or desire to read this many applications, wrote Dr. Susan Caron, an anesthesiologist at the University of Rochester. Quote, it makes my job a lot easier when I can filter your applications by MD, DO, foreign graduate. But Dr. William Pinsky, the chief executive of the Educational Commission for Foreign Medical Graduates which credentials graduates of international medical schools, said that residency directors who downrank medical schools from abroad are missing opportunities to diversify their program. Quote: The pool of unmatched doctors began to grow in 2006 when the Association of American Medical Colleges called on medical schools to increase their first-year enrollments by 30%. The group also called for an increase in federally supported residency positions. But those have remained capped under the 1997 Balanced Budget Act. Senator Robert Mendez, Democrat of New Jersey, introduced the Residence, Resident Physician Shortage Reduction Act in 2019 to increase the number of Medicare-supported residency positions available for eligible medical school graduates by 3000 per year over a period of five years. But it has never received a vote. And in late December, Congress passed a legislative package, creating 1,000 new Medicare-supported residency positions over the next five years. Dr. Landry, an emergency physician in Boston, said all of the young doctors she has mentored, even those who went unmatched, were the most challenging to assist. Quote, they want to be a part of our health care system, but they have this boulder that is blocking them. At some point, Dr. Fermandina lost count of the number of residency rejection emails she had received. Still, she could remember the poignant feeling of arriving at 2005 at Ross School of Medicine in Dominica, thinking she was the luckiest person in the world. Well, it goes on and on. This is the New York Times article, but I think you, you get the idea. And the article in this New York Times article goes on to say as follows, quote, It is the cold smack of reality. Students graduating from American colleges choose to go to medical school abroad for many reasons. Some have test-taking anxiety, prefer to apply to schools that don't rely on MCAT scores for admission. Others are attracted by the warmth and adventure promised by schools based in the Caribbean, which tend to have acceptance rates that are 10 times as high as the American school's. And the article later goes on to say, quote, Dr. Pinsky of the Educational Commission for Foreign Medical Graduates said the organization is working with the World Directory of Medical Schools to ensure that international schools describe their credentials in a more clear and honest way. Quote, the 61% match rate for international students may understate the problem, some experts say, because it does not account for medical students who receive no interview offers. With those students included, the match rate for international students may drop as low as 50%. Interesting, isn't this? This is why we have the doctor shortage. So that's from the New York Times. The article was recently written this year. We have 10,000 people that have either gone to American or Caribbean medical schools. They've finished their medical school programs, but because the federal government has not significantly increased the number of residency slots that they have to and are required to take after medical school, they can't practice medicine. Now, the average MD student is $200,000 in debt from the cost of medical school. So they have $200,000 in debt. You cannot discharge student debt in bankruptcy. It's exempt from the bankruptcy laws. That debt will follow them to the grave, growing interest each and every year. They can't get a residency slot because the federal government has restricted the number of residencies. And therefore, they can't practice medicine in any state. And therefore, doctor salaries go up because there's a doctor shortage and you and I are paying a fortune for our medical care. And oftentimes, we have to wait months or years to even get in to see a doctor, particularly in certain specialties. So... You've seen your medical bills. You've seen how hard it is to get to see a doctor. You've seen our bankrupt and broken medical system. If you want to know why it's bankrupt and broken, this is one very good reason. Not the only reason. We'll talk about other reasons in future podcasts, but this is certainly one of them. It's greed. It's politicians making money off the system. It's current doctors jacking their salaries higher. And higher. The average current doctor in a specialty now makes $389,000 a year. The average American makes about 50 grand a year, maybe 40 grand a year. The average doctor in a specialty in the United States now makes $389,000 a year. Insurance companies can't afford that. Government can't afford that. You and I can't afford to pay for that. So, So, yeah, the doctor's salaries have gone sky high in recent years. But the system, no system, no system anywhere in the world could afford to pay that. Our doctor's salaries are the highest in the world. And what are we getting for that? We're getting long waits, long lines, overcharge, crazy bills. And our outcomes, our medical outcomes are not as good as in other countries where they pay half as much for medical care. You would think our federal government would say, oh, to alleviate the problem, we'll create more residency positions, right? I mean, th- wouldn't that be the easy answer? Then you drive down the salaries for doctors, you'd increase the supply of doctors, people, you'd decrease waiting lists, you would in- decrease people's bills, what we're paying for it what insurance is paying, what the government is paying for it in the form of Medicare and Medicaid and military health care and prisoner health care. But the government's doing the exact opposite. Our corrupt political parties, you can always count on them to do the wrong thing. Both political parties have done the opposite. They've restricted the number of residencies, which reduces the number of doctors practicing in this country. And it's created this backlog where people go to medical school and they can't practice medicine tens of thousands of them, and it's only going to get worse because, they, as you heard, the bill to fix this problem was introduced but never received a vote in Congress. Neither party called for a vote in Congress. Nobody even voted on it. That's how unimportant our Congress and our president view this situation. The fact that we can't afford health care, the fact that government can't afford health care, the fact that insurance companies can't afford health care, Doesn't bother them, but it bothers you and I. I mean, every time you open a bill, my goodness gracious, and it comes from a hospital or just a doctor's visit, these things are thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Everyone is scrambling to try to come up with enough money to pay each doctor $389,000 a year. Meanwhile, other young doctors in the next generation who are trying to practice medicine cannot because they can't get a residency. This, according to the New York Times, this year, well, I ask you, is this not another clear sign and indicator of the decline and fall of America? I am Charles Factor, your worldwide podcast host, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the great Misty Beyond, wishing you a great day.